This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, we watched What We Do in the Shadows, a 2014 mockumentary about vampires in New Zealand. We hope this episode and the film tickles your funny bone and does not puncture your carotid artery. So, did you say carotid artery or karate artery? Karate artery. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. Okay. Yay. Welcome back. Yay. 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 Okay. Yes. So, uh, before we start off this episode, <laughs> um, I have a corrections department. Okay. Um, when we were talking about the satire part of Gone Girl in our last episode. Mm-hmm. I use the word satiristic. That is not a word. Yeah, it is. It's like when you look like a satyr. <laughs> he was very satiristic. He had legs like a horse. A I goat. think I think that it's, everybody understood what you meant. Yeah, I meant to say st- satirical, but I I don't like it when you know. I like. Satir- I don't sound. I, I like satiristic better. Trademarked. Trademark. Satiristic. T-shirt. Now we can say like the... Satiristic TM. Yeah. All right. Okay. Is that it? Is that all? I, I think so. Well, before we start, you will listen to this entire episode. Think that'll work? I, no, I, I think to hypnotize, you have to be able to look into their eyes. <laughs> really? No, I, I, actually. Oh, no. Actually, yeah. I'm going to... False. I'm Fake gonna, news. I'm going to refute that a little bit later, but not right now. Fake news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not we're not here to refute. Okay, this is not a procedural for us to make fun of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just talking about something I saw in some bonus material. So okay, so uh, we'll talk about that later. So how are you doing? Oh, you know, still 1.9 million short of being a millionaire. Yeah. 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 It's a good. It's a good day. I mean, I had a pulse when I woke up. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I still have one now. <laughs> uh. You still got color in your cheeks, so that's a good sign. Uh, yeah, that's all the bourbon, which I haven't had any of, and it makes me sad. Oh. Okay, so uh, let's do it. All we, right. We, uh, we watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which An- was another a movie. F- another film from 2014. A movie that I picked for Susan. Uh, it went off the rule-picking rules because... <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us had seen it, but I get one because she she gave us one and we both enjoyed it. So yes. which was brain candy. So um I would like to say um the synopsis that Susan's gonna say. I can't say it, I'm not smart enough. She's gonna say it now. Oh god, you're gonna do, you always do this to me. Okay. So what we do in the shadows. <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I always do this to you, but you're the one with it sitting in front of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, well that's true. All right. That's true. And you never volunteer. <laughs> well, um, seven years in the military, you don't volunteer for shit. I ever. see. All right. I see. Okay. As we stated before, what we do in the shadows is a mockumentary. 
in which a documentary crew follows four vampire roommates, Viago, Vladislav, and Deacon, and Peter, who share a flat in Wellington, New Zealand. All the vampires possess supernatural powers, including levitation and the ability to transform into animals. Viago is a 379-year-old dandy from the 18th century who originally traveled to New Zealand in the 1910s in search of the love of his life, Catherine. Vladislav is an 862-year-old known as Vladislav the Poker, who is haunted by memories of his nemesis, the Beast. And Deacon is a 182-year-old former Nazi and the young rebel of the group who was bitten by Peter, a reclusive 8,000-year-old vampire who behaves like a feral animal. Each night, Viago, Vladislav, and Deacon take the bus into town and prowl the streets of Wellington for people to kill. Deacon's human familiar, Jackie, runs errands for the vampires and cleans up the gore left behind by their feeding. A married mother, Jackie hopes to attain immortality, but is frustrated that Deacon will not turn her into a vampire, as promised. One night, Deacon requests that Jackie bring virgins to the flat so the vampires can feed on them. She lures a woman who insulted her in primary school and nick her ex-boyfriend from childhood to the flat, though neither are actually virgins. The woman is killed and Nick is attacked by Peter. Nick survives the attack and becomes a vampire. A few minutes later, the vampires accept Nick into their group and bond with his human friend, Stu, a computer analyst who introduces them to modern technology such as the internet and cameras. Despite being able to get his new friends into the popular bars and clubs, Nick struggles to adapt to life as a vampire. Nick is also held in contempt by Deacon, who resents Nick's newfound popularity and his careless revealing of his vampirism to strangers that he meets. One of these strangers, a vampire hunter, breaks into the basement of the flat during the day and kills Peter by exposing him to sunlight. The vampires are furious when they discover Nick has indirectly caused Peter's death. And Deacon tries to kill Nick before being interrupted by police. During the welfare check, Viago hypnotizes the two policemen And instead of finding anything, the policemen point out numerous fire hazards inside the flat. When the police leave, Nick is banished from the flat by the remaining vampires, though Stu is permitted to come and go as he pleases. Several months later, the vampires receive an invitation to the annual Unholy Masquerade, hosted for the local undead population of vampires, zombies, and witches. Vladislav refuses to attend after learning that the Beast will be the guest of honor. When Viago and Deacon arrive at the ball, they find Nick, Stu, and Jackie, the latter of whom has been turned into a vampire by Nick. Stu is discovered to be predeceased by one of the party guests, and the rest of the vampires protect him. Upon escaping the unholy masquerade, they encounter a rival pack of werewolves who are about to transform under the full moon. One cameraman is disemboweled by a werewolf and Stu is viciously mauled. Believing Stu to be dead, the vampires run away and grieve for him. A few days later, Nick returns to the flat with Stu and the werewolves. Stu reveals that he survived the attack and has transformed into a werewolf that night. With Stu's urging, the pack is allowed to visit the flat and reconciles with the vampires and Nick's banishment is rescinded. And that, for the most part, is the whole freaking long mockumentary story. The movie is directed by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi, 
It is produced by Taika Watiti, Chelsea Winsley, Emmanuel Michael, and it's written by Jermaine Clement and Taika Watiti. I'm never going to say his name right during this. I hope you know. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. So it stars Taika Watiti, Jermaine Clement, Jonathan Brew, Ben Fransniff, Corey Gonzalez Mouser, Stu Rutherford, Jackie Von Beek, and Reese Darby. So a bunch of nobodies. They're not nobodies in New Zealand. Oh, they're nobodies. And Taika Waititi is actually a big deal. Were they Were they in Lord of the Rings? No. Then they're nobodies. But Jermaine Clement was in Flight of the Concords. Ooh. Oh, people love Flight of the Concords. Yeah, me too. I just, you know, had to sound, you know, downward-ish-ish, downward-ish-ish. Uh-huh. 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 So, um, go ahead. What am I going ahead? Oh, why did you? Every week. Select this movie for me. I am feeling a little bit under the weather, so please forgive me. Uh, I Because I wanted to watch the What We Do in the Shadows show. Okay. I've heard that you can watch it without having seen the movie and enjoy it, but I've also heard that the movie was very good. I looked it up, read about it a little bit, thought it would be something that you would like, and I figured that for a change, I would pick something that you wouldn't throw something at me for making you watch. I don't throw things at you. you know, not heavy stuff, but <laughs> still. Usually it's food. Yeah. If I do throw anything. So, uh, did you like it? I did. <sighs> Fuck. All right, well, this episode isn't going to be No, I think it's great. This could be a great episode. I, I did. I really enjoyed it. I had seen advertisements for it i thought it looked interesting i did not know it was a mockumentary until I, I probably a either. little bit before you announced we were doing it um I didn't know it until we started watching it so the fact that it was a mockumentary just kind of put it up over the top because i love i love that shit yeah i mean yeah i don't i don't really feel one way or another about it i don't I don't like necessarily what look for movies to be mockumentaries. I th- I feel it was very funny as a mockumentary. I thought it could have been pretty damn funny if it hadn't have been a mockumentary. I think there's a lot of other things they could have done if it had just been a movie. Mm-hmm. But I was extremely happy with the product that came out of uh, out of that. I was the first ten minutes. I was like, uh, I don't know. Right. The wordplay was really good. Right. Uh, and I enjoyed that. But it was it was. It, it it won me over. It was really I I, I get to say this is episode two because I'd never seen it. I liked it as well, except for the, except for the last thirty minutes. We'll get to that. Oh no, <laughs> not again! <laughs> <laughs> not again! All right. First of all, there is no way. <laughs> there is no way that there would be that many vampires willing to be on. No. Oh. I I just I like think I like um all of the Christopher Guest movies. I I find um. Very entertaining. So Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman. All of those are mockumentaries and they're very, very just hysterical. And they just find worlds for you to kind of poke fun at. Is that the guy that did Inception and the Batmans and Superman? No. Christopher Guest. You're thinking thinking Nolan. (laughs) I know better Um, than that, ladies and gentlemen. I really, really do. Yeah, he just... He I just like those. Me. I've watched those movies with yeah. you. I enjoyed them so, for the most part. So this was good because I don't think anybody's really done this before. Like, there have been, they've been parodies and spoofs and, and things like that of the vampire and, and horror genre, but this really 
took something that people tend to romanticize and made it mundane. Uh, there was, and it was, yeah, there was <laughs> and that's a nice twist. Several things in the movie that I didn't catch until after we started doing the research on it afterwards. Uh, they were inspired by a lot of different types of vampire movies too. Yeah, so not not not, yeah. not just like you know they picked up a book and go, oh, let's make a joke about a vampire movie, and then they kind of did their research. They based themselves on different characters, uh, you know. So you, and once you realize that, you catch a lot of different things. Um, I thought. I mean, I think there was multiple times that I laughed out. I laughed, literally laughed out loud. I didn't LOL, yeah. period, smiley face, colon, question mark. Literally laughed out loud. Like, ha! Huh! That was it. That's and that I was did. it? That's yeah. all I did. Well, it was... Remember when the Anne Rice books came out, an interview with a vampire came nope. out, and you don't remember that? I remember interview with a vampire. I don't remember Anne Rice books. I'm not going to read some book written by a woman. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're going to try my patience today. I am just... I'm glad you're feeling uh, good. <laughs> My eyes are watering because maybe the cold, but it could be that I'm crying. I do not honestly remember when the Anne Rice movies came out or books came out. I remember Interview with a Vampire and uh, uh, there was another one after that and then Queen of the Damned, wasn't it? It's Queen of the Damned, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one in between, though, I there, think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I never read the books. I just remember when that movie came out and the books were really popular, it was, oh, gee, how clever about vampires in the modern day world because of AIDS and and things like that. Uh, this, but it still romanticized the vampire. So I thought that that was really funny when you've got um, this whole doc- mockumentary opening with the day-to-day details and um, them having a flat meeting about the fact that Deacon doesn't do his dishes and creating a chore wheel and vacuuming and that pile of dishes <laughs> on the counter when they were talking about it, I'm like, holy shit! That's like what looks like I was a bachelor again. If you ever have been in a roommate situation, that's that's pretty much somebody has to to go through that at, at some point. So I thought that that was that was really just amusing. Um, and them, you know, kind of still doing their vampire, you know, levitation and hissing at each other when they're when the the conversation gets heated. And um, I like the way that they introduce the, all the vampires and their distinct personalities. You are immediately taken in by uh, Viago, who's this very almost like eager, willing to please and entertain kind of guy. And he's always just kind of standing around even in the background when it's not focused on him, kind of looking at the camera and smiling awkwardly and, and all that. So you, you instantly like him. You, you find things to like about all the, the main three vampire characters. Um, and then you're also subtly reminded how dangerous they are. I don't think you're subtly reminded how dangerous <laughs> they are. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I think it's <laughs> pretty right. much... Poor word choice there. Yeah, right in your face. Bloody, the, bloody, bloody, bloody. Uh, all right. So first of all, that, let's talk about that gag where, with um, with Viago trying to Viago feed, and his date trying to feed. Well, he twice it happened to him twice right. when he goes to take the bite and he supposedly air quotes hits the karate artery. The karate artery. Yeah, that's what I, I always call it. That just because it's Hi, funny. Karate. I, I know it's karate, but karate yeah. is more fun to say. Um, like just ask Johnny Karate. So, <laughs> that, wouldn't you have to hit? <laughs> aren't they supposed to hit the carotid artery? I mean, aren't they supposed to? Otherwise, they're not getting, they're just getting like capillaries in the skin. I, and I get it. And it's just, it's a joke. But I'm like, 
I mean, the blood was literally spewing. <laughs> it was like a Monty Python. Yes, it was movie. It was like, like a just Monty like that, Python. only squared. And yeah. I'm thinking that's what he would want to hit. And he's trying to like catch. It was very much of a Lucy type thing because the blood is just squirting out oh, of her, and he's he's opening his mouth like trying a, like to like catch a water it. fountain. Yeah, like a yeah. like a it, like the when you go to the carnival and you shoot the water gun into the clown's mouth to blow up the balloon. Yeah, that's exactly. But what it, it, it just kind of reminded me of Lucy shoving all the chocolates in her yeah. mouth, just trying to contain the damage. I, and I, it what, bothers me that you equated blood with chocolates. Well, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I think what's brilliant about that scene is they set up in the roommate scene that Viago is very picky about trying to get bl- not get blood on the couch and <laughs> and all that. Asking the paper down and when he's got the girl there. I mean, there's so many brilliant things about that scene because as the girl, he's talking to the girl, kind of talking to her just to kind of distract her while he's putting down towels and in the newspaper and things like that. And she's talking about maybe going back to university and wanting to travel, you know, all this bright, um, promising future that she wants for herself. And you know, you know, and he, and he knows that this is not the way this is going to end for her about to be over. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's, it, that was just, it was brilliant. It really was because it was everything you didn't expect and you, you know, when you see these movies of then being bitten by a vampire, it's you know supposed to be this very seductive thing. And even the way he moves in on her is so awkward. It's like and it's like a fourteen-year-old boy moving in for his first kiss. Yeah, it really is. It, it was really really awkward. And then you know he's been doing this for what hundreds and hundreds of years, and he's still like striking the wrong thing. How old was he? Like a hundred and. Um, I have to I have to bring the computer up again. Hundred and eighty something or something like that. Yeah, he was. I think he I want to say youngest. he was like three hundred. He wasn't the youngest. Deacon's the youngest. Oh, Deacon's the youngest. Mm-hmm. All right, then never mind. All right. Uh, he 300, is three hundred seventy nine. Three hundred seventy nine years of practice, and he can still not properly prepare his meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh, sh-. I know he starts swearing, and it's yeah, it's, it's well. The, the part that I thought was it was funny about it was that he's pissed off at them because they never put newspapers down to capture the blood, <laughs> and yet he's the one making the mess. Yeah. They obviously know what they're doing, and they don't make the mess all over the. What is he? I can't remember how he phrases it, but something about. You you because he's got that his his voice and his accent is perfect. Oh, in it's the beautiful. Movie. Yeah, and he. You know about the you get the on the the eighteen sixty seven Queen Richard Davenport or I can't remember what he oh, said. It's the fainting couch I, or something. Did I like say that. did I say Queen Richard Davenport? I, <laughs> I might have. You did. I might have. Well, there you go. Here's all that bourbon kicking in, ladies and gentlemen, the for bur- a month from a month ago. Non-existent bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, yeah, they're like, well, the couch is is brown. Well, it used to be white. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the whole, it's funny because I never thought about the fact that a vampire would have to bother himself with the mundane day-to-day issues. Because, of life, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, even, like, um, I'm not a huge vampire guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Interview with a Vampire. I did not like it at all. Okay. I've seen it once. I didn't bother to watch the rest. I did watch Bram Stoker's Dracula because I had read the book mm-hmm. and I wanted to see what they did with it and I liked that. It was a little weird off, but I liked it. But like Dracula, 
lives in a castle with like a thousand servants, right? Right. He doesn't have to worry about anything. He's got somebody that drives him in his casket to different countries. And the first thing is these guys were going to have a flat meeting. Right. Uh, what, um, and I, the first thing that went through my head was, what the hell are you going to have a flat meeting about? I, I mean, it, but then you start thinking about it. Where do they get their money from? Right. How do they pay their bills? The, the house... The house was a shithole. I mean, yeah. it was an utter shithole. Yeah. And they're like, look at here what we got, and this is beautiful, and this is gorgeous. And they had all these beautiful things, like antique furniture and desks and pictures, and they lived in a dump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of them, because Vladislav was um, some, some kind of royalty, but he got driven out of the country because he killed another vampire. You oh, had, is that is that what happened? I missed that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he said something about he had he had killed another vampire, which you don't do. Um, Viago um, went to New Zealand in search of his love. <laughs> he got shipped ground, but, when he should have been shipped air. <laughs> but his familiar shipped him, uh, put the wrong postage on it, and uh, he was delayed by what do you say, two years? Like two or three years. Yeah, yeah. and by the and time he got there, she had been married. Yeah. Um, I don't know why uh, Jonathan uh, Deacon um, ended up in New Zealand. Um, the only thing I can think of is maybe that he just went to be with Peter because they're all caretakers for Peter. Because Peter's like, you know, grandpa shoved over in the corner. He's very much your Nosferatu looking fangs, claws, and mangled fingers. And, and now that you've said that, um, oh, doggone it. I know what you, I know where you're heading with this. Where am I headed? You're heading with the what they were um, modeled after. Yes, that's the ones correct. that you were modeled after. Yes, because you've got Vladislav, who is uh, very much modeled after the Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, yes, comparable to Gary Oldman's Dracula. Mm -hmm. uh, Deacon is modeled after Bela Lugosi's Dracula. I don't see that. I read that article, the same I, article. I, I, have, I don't see it. I have never seen. Uh, Bella Lugosi played Bella, Dracula. Bella Lugosi is the what you, you thought of as a kid. He was the the universal monster Dracula. He had the hair that was slicked back with the V, the cape. Oh, that I, was I, Bella Lugosi. I know who he is. I've right. just I've just never seen the movie. But that's his Dracula. You you know what that Dracula looks like because it was ingrained in your brain as a child. I no, I get that, but okay. I don't I don't know how he acted in the movie. Or, or what his mannerisms were, because because okay. they all have different mannerisms. Uh, Peter is, mount, is is modeled after Nosferatu, which is, I mean, mm -hmm. they even made him look like Nosferatu. And um, Viago is uh, Louis de Pont du Lac. Brad Pitt. From Interview with the Vampire, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Nick is supposed to be Edward from Twilight. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Which makes sense, because he's the new one. Well, see what what I have a problem with Nick is is um, and yes, I've I've never sat down and watched you know the the Bella Lugosi vampire Dracula movies. I've seen it. I've seen his mannerisms. But Dracula was supposed to be a count, and where I have the problem with that being Deacon is Deacon was a peasant that got turned into a vampire, and it shows because he's just he's he's a little bit more. Uh, a, aggressive and and very much you know this is not you know we're vampires we're, we don't do this we don't do this where the other vampires a little bit more you know vlad obviously has that that dangerous murderous side to him but he still acts a little bit more regal than say deacon 
Well, if it makes you feel better, I mean, the vampire on Sesame Street's account, so. And he does that well. Yeah, he's good at it. The other thing that you get a little bit more from Deacon is he's got a little bit more of a, a Lost Boys kind of vibe to him as well. Um, and he's the one who likes to reference the Lost Boys anyway. Yeah. And the other thing that I I, I had a little bit of a chuckle about is you've got Nick when he's first introduced in his vampire form and he likes to come flying through the window. Yeah. And all you can think of is Salem's Lot. Yes. Salem's Lot and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which they made a lot of references to Buffy the Vampire Slayer in this movie as well. I missed some of those, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know them because mm-hmm. I never watched it. I never watched the show. I only saw the movie once. Uh, I It was just came up in the research that I did that they, they made a lot of references to a lot of different vampire-based movies and television shows. So... You know what they were. I don't know. Yeah. And and if I'd have seen all those, this movie might have been even funnier. Uh, yeah. I think it it's, you know, it's definitely something you can watch again and again because there are a lot of Easter eggs in there. Because I was listening to um, another podcast that they were talking about this, and someone mentioned it. There's a montage um, of photos of the whole vampire crew together, and in one of them, they have a soda stream. I rem- so I they're I remember- making the blood all fizzy. <laughs> I think I remember seeing that. <laughs> I didn't think, I didn't see it. I didn't catch it. So I think that there's a lot of things that you're probably going to catch if you've got more than one viewing of this movie. Fair, fair enough. I, um, I would like, I would I probably should have watched it twice because there was a lot of stuff that went on. There was a lot of stuff that did go down in that movie. We were, we were super busy. We did not have a chance. No, we didn't. Um, the one thing, too, that I was thinking about was, you know, they show them going to town. And as I mentioned before, they take the bus to town. Yeah, which, which is, is hysterical. You don't yeah. have a car. Right. <laughs> 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 um, you know, they probably don't know how to drive and they probably didn't feel like flying. Um, but the whole thing is this, the town of Wellington. And I had to look this up because they were saying there were like 60 or so vampires in the, in the city of Wellington. Wellington is the capital of New Zealand. It is not its most populous city, but it's the capital of the country. So I looked up the population. I think um, the most current numbers were from 2017, and I think it was 209,000 okay. was the population. So that's 60 victims a night. I don't think vampires have to eat by lore every day. Oh, okay. Okay. But I, I know where you're going with it. Yeah. I mean, eventually. Well, it's you're about ten percent of the population, I think, if you do the math. But I could be wrong. A day. A year. Uh, sixty times uh, three hundred and sixty-five would be eighteen thousand. Nineteen thousand, right around twenty thousand. So, yeah, I'd say yeah. dead on. I'd say dead on ten percent. Yeah. Math for the win, everybody. Oh, yay! Look at me being mathy. Um, so that's, that was something I was thinking. I was like, how do they not know that there's a problem in this city? <laughs> right. Cause they were all hypnotized. It's, well, that's true. Good point. Good point. But, uh, you know, you meet some of the other vampires, which is also pretty amusing. And you've got the, the two girls, like they're what, 13 year old girls that are vampires. Oh, and they take uh, they they take go out the sexual predators. They take out the sexual Thank predators. God, that was so funny because it took me a second to realize when they when they showed up. It took me a second to realize that they were actually vampires, mm-hmm. which first of all is hysterical. And then you they they make a comment about something, and I'm like, that's 
that's oddly placed. That's what that's exactly what I thought to myself. That's oddly placed. And then like four scenes later, you see them luring this guy to a corner, and then they just fuck him up. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh, okay, now that's a great joke. <laughs> yes, that was uh I loved I loved how they took a lot of the the cliche, not cliches, uh, facts of lore, I, for lack of a better word, I guess, about okay. vampires. Mm-hmm. And they, they... Vampire canon, so to speak. Yeah, and they kind of like would twist it to work for the vampire and against the vampire. Like when they're right. trying to get into the clubs, they can only get into the one <laughs> club because they have to be invited in. They and the only club they can get in was the vampire club. Right, uh, and there's uh, nobody uh, in that thing. And there was five vampires in there. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. <laughs> I also thought it was funny that... Um, uh, oh, I can't remember which one it was that liked the club and the others didn't. He says, I like it. We have a good time. I think it was Deacon. I think it was Deacon. And he's like, I really like it here. We show up and it's really it's really happening and there's lots of stuff going on. And they give the wide shot. And there's like one guy dancing really weirdly underneath the disco ball. And there's like four other people in the in the room. Fantastic. Yeah. And that's where we meet Jackie, his familiar. I had a really hard time because when I think of familiar, I think of like an animal familiar. Like for a witch that's a, or that's, something like that's that. That's a mystical type thing, like a Dungeons and Dragons type thing with a familiar, like a wizard has the kitty that he can see through and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. right. That so is, that is a, the, a human as a familiar was kind of a weird adjustment for me. I mean, I think you also, yeah, you might want to call it like a servant. A or servant, a, yeah. Or, or an Igor. <laughs> or an Igor, even. Actually, it's um, Renfield, right? Yeah. It's a Renfield. It's a Renfield. So, yeah, she was um, she was funny. She was funny. I odd funny. She yeah, odd funny. She reminds me of um like Jackie from Roseanne. She really did. Yeah. You know she was partially pregnant or partially you're not partially pregnant. She was newly pregnant when they were filming this. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she got she got shot on quite a bit. Partially pregnant. Why would I even say that? Partially pregnant. I don't I, know. I, me either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought it was funny that every time she'd bring it up, he had a reason for not doing it. Right. Almost like you're not supposed to do it. Well, I think that was some of it, too, is like part of it was like, you know, do we want a female vampire? You know, I would, some, I don't know, I think you've got, you saw a few female vampires when they were walking around Wellington. I think it was like, how do you, it's like you find someone who does something really well for you. Why would you want to promote them? Oh, you know what? That's right? good. Uh, okay, gotcha. Right? So that's how I'm thinking about it. Because, I mean, the the mess, like they show her one, the next morning trying to clean up a bathroom and it is just covered in blood on the floors, on the walls, on the ceilings, on oh, the, the shower it was, curtain. It was just... It was like the scene from It. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you're on the wrong set, ma'am. No. Oh. And just trying to find, you know, people and, and obviously trying to find virgins and, and what the uh, Vladislav character says about why you'd want a virgin was probably the funniest line. I don't remember the, what he said. Well, he said, it's kind of like if you want a sandwich, you'd kind of like to know that nobody else fucked it before. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, in the original, because originally this, this movie was a short that they did it was 30 minute short and in that one they talk about why you want virgins and they said if you were going to go eat a sandwich you'd like to know that nobody ate it before so they upgraded that line nice to something much funnier good enough yeah good enough 
I liked the scene, uh, uh, the part where they had Nick and the uh, other girl. Eat some biscotti. Yeah, biscotti. It's biscotti dinner. And and they just throw the like the raviolis into like a bowl and they don't even cook it. They just take it from the can and slap it in yeah. there. It, it, <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Uh that that was a uh, that was funny when they made uh, also af- as that scene when they had uh, Jackie, not Jackie, yeah Jackie, Jackie, yeah had her clean had him cleaning up the street the next morning where Peter had oh I bit him Ugh. yeah yeah so yeah the the biscotti scene is when they when Nick um, not Nick Deacon um, says I like to use this this I got this I got this from the Lost Boys. And he, they said, eat, eat some pescetti. I didn't know you like to eat worms. <laughs> and then he, he was said, <laughs> trying to hypnotize him. Trying to hypnotize him like you, like the scene in, in The Lost Boys where he's eating the noodles and they turn into the, the grubs or whatever. Yeah, see, now I've seen The Lost Boys, but I only saw it once and it was probably 25 years ago. So I don't remember anything about it. I remember it being okay. I remember Keith or Sullivan, Keith or Sullivan being a total dick in it. <laughs> but other than that, I don't remember and much about that, that movie. He does well. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be typecast a little bit. But then Deacon's twist on it is he also likes to make the person think that their penis has turned into a, a serpent. So that right. was his twist. Right. His twist. And But what I liked about that scene was when they are chasing Nick through the house, it is your quintessential monster is chasing you horror scene. Yes. But then you have these glimpses of the vampires coming at them or jumping at him from doorways and things like that. And it's absolutely hysterical, the looks on their faces. And then they set up this whole thing there. Vlad uh, can change into animals, but he just doesn't get the faces quite right. And they run into him as a cat and it's Jermaine Clement's face on the cat. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that the p- uh, part of the movie where they he was running and he turns a corner and they were all three like flying in the air, but they were like holding hands. Like they were like doing a Cirque du Soleil type thing. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil or circle, circle. circle. I think so. I it, it just, it's so, this movie is really, really, really funny. Uh, but it's a lot of visual humor with wordplay kind of at the same time. They got so many things going on T- to me, to me, it was ex- extremely well-written extremely the just the little puns that they would throw in and the, uh, the 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 direction the story took the whole uh hey everybody i'm a vampire <laughs> Jesus. Ten, 15 minutes of nick just running around town going that's right i'm a vampire and the this guy's guy like i'm a vampire right here twilight twilight, twilight right i'm here. that guy yeah, i'm that guy <laughs> the guy says i'm a ha- i'm a vampire hunter he's like oh fuck you you know? <laughs> the guy turns out to be skype a vamp- me yeah skype me he turns out to be a vampire hunter which to me, is hysterical because you would figure if there was enough people in this in this town that suspected there were vampires, the nightlife probably wouldn't be as what it is. Yeah, but still, it it, it drove the story. Yeah, and what was the other part? Oh, the the part too. To, just to go back to the part where they're chasing Nick. Um, you have the conceit that this is a documentary, and in the beginning, they tell you that. The humans have permission to be there, and they are protected from the vampires. From the vampires. I'm going to throw that in as a caveat. From the vampires. So when you have this chase scene, you also have to think to yourself, there's a cameraman running behind him as well. 
doing the shot behind Nick's head and then maybe turning around and then doing this. So how complicit is this camera crew, documentary crew in this? And because you know, it's it's done like a regular documentary where the people take themselves, the, who are making the film, take themselves out. You know, it's not it's not a documentary style where you have somebody who's your host and your narrator. So you really have to wonder, what the fuck are these people thinking? Right? <laughs> so you guys, you're just totally good with the fact that some guy's going to get wasted right now and that some girl already got wasted. Early to, well, at that point in the movie, they'd already killed a couple people. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, Viago had had his, uh, his date. <laughs> I was trying to his his fountain fest uh, on the uh, <laughs> on the couch there. Uh, in fact, I think he'd already done it twice because we see him miss or or hit the artery straight up the first couple of times. You, you'd seen them uh, when he's knocking on the door at the beginning. Uh, Vlad is always trying to get the guy to come to the door. Yes. You see me. Yes. <laughs> see me. But also the first time you meet him, he opens up the door and there's the big orgy thing going on. Yeah. With the uh with the succubi. Yeah, with the succubi. So so very uh very very fun. Very very funny. It's I think it's hard to describe or talk about the scenes a lot because it's so um so many different visuals that they have working. I liked the interspersing of the werewolves. I thought I thought the werewolves. I did not expect that. That was a the great. Werewolves top. were really enjoyable because again, you're trying to make something that is magical, mundane, and you can't get more mundane than a bunch of guys who are trying to, you know, be woke males and woke vampires. Um, they, you know, I, I mean, we are werewolves, not swearwolves. And uh, yeah, hit hit it on the head. I liked. I thought it was funny that, that they had shown they showed the the werewolves being excuse me the vampires being so proper because they were you know like old English and old English royalty and from the eighteen hundreds and the twelve hundreds and stuff like that like you know the what what you would consider civilized back then mm-hmm. but the werewolves were like frat boys. <laughs> well, the were the werewolves weren't like frat boys. I didn't see that that they were trying to be like this male awareness group like they were trying they didn't want to they were chaining themselves up because they didn't want to attack people they were you know again werewolves not swearwolves they're trying to be polite and proper and the the vampires become total dicks around them and treat them like they're different yeah because they see themselves as upper echelon of society right but what but they were dressed still in like their old 1800s clothes and stuff like that whereas the werewolves had on jeans and polos contemporary they're like trying to fit in that was, by the way, one of my favorite scenes in the movie when they were trying to get dressed to go out and they were drawing pictures of each other. Because they couldn't see each they other were, in, the look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was great. I was happy to see Reese Darby in this thing. He's, he's the guy who played the head werewolf, Anton. He is always a delight to see in anything. And he hasn't been in much. He's a stand up comedian, but he was in Yes Man. Okay. He was the the guy who worked with Jim Carrey at the bank. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, he was in Jumanji. Which which Jumanji? The reboot of Jumanji. So Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yep. Okay. What yeah. did he play in that? He was the uh, the guy in the car that um, introduces them to the game. Okay. Uh, he's been in a few other things, but he's I always he just seems like a just a nice, likable guy. You know, very very. 
news that New Zealand English kind of polite, you know, right. and just I just it's he's just very for me and very entertaining. Is to he watch. Terrence Trent Darby's brother? Uh, uh, probably not. Honey. Okay. Just asking a question. She's get all angry with me and I'm not getting angry there. with oh, okay, you. Okay, you're not getting angry with me. I'm not getting me. angry with you at all. But that's uh, good. That's good. I don't like that when that happens. Yeah, but that whole vampire thing, and again, that's that's Twilight, right? Right. Very, very much shades of Twilight in that. Oh, that. Well, I think that's exactly what they wanted. I mean, that was all the stuff that they referenced throughout the movie. That was their. We're going to make fun of Twilight now, right? <laughs> he told him the t- vampires on this on the uh, the scene that leads up to Stu, who we'll talk about in a second. Oh, Stu! Uh, the vampires. It's full moon, and they're trying to chain themselves up to the trees so they can't get away and hurt anybody. And the one guy says, I, I lost my, he says, he says, I forgot my combination. And he goes, I told you to get a lock with a key, the head vampire, the, the head werewolf. He goes, why didn't you get one with a key? He says, because I always lose my key. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just do 4444. That's usually what the factory setting is. Yeah. <laughs> Go train your, t- that's a very thin tree. Go train yourself. You know you get bigger than that. I mean, Did, the- you, did you didn't wear your loose pants. He said, your, your pants are good. Your, <laughs> <laughs> you just bought that shirt. You just bought those <laughs> pants of that shirt and now it was it was just you know the um when they did this they writ they wrote the script um but and they had um 150 pages of script. Oh wow. Um and they would not give the script to the actors until they were shooting the scenes because they wanted to be able to see the story unfolding on the actors' faces, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. That that's pretty that's pretty funny. Um, they had 125 hours of footage that oh, they wow. edited down to 90 minutes. It took them a year, and they said that almost all of it was just straight improv by the crew. So, I think I think you probably got a lot of that in the fi- in the film because, I mean, how could you not? I mean, you had some pretty talented people working there, even though we've never seen a lot of them. They were really good. They, they really mm. did what they did well. Well, one of the outtakes that I did see that I referred to earlier was. Um, Vlad paying the bills. And basically what it was is he was on the phone going, the telephone bill, it's been paid. (laughs) There's a call to Transylvania. That call never happened. Never happened. So he's doing it over the phone. (laughs) So... Potentially, it could work. So that's why you tried to hypnotize everybody at the beginning of the show. See, when you hypnotize me, you look me in the eye. You always look me in the eyes. And you say... Take out the trash. And you go... And I do it. What's the trash? I know. I, I'm not that stupid. No, I'm not saying you're that stupid. It's oh, you're I that know. evasive. I don't... I What? Who are you talking to about being evasive? I this Yeah. That's not me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's talk about Stu. Okay. Hey, he is... Probably one of the best parts of this movie. Uh, he's like the the character of Stu. Stu Rutherford is actually a college friend of Taika Waititi, and hey, you said it right. I did. Good for me. I should. Get, where's my chocolate? Um, <laughs> he's he's a college friend, and he was in um, as Stu in the the 30 minute ones. So they had him in this one. And because they did so much filming, they basically told him, just act like you, you're not going to be, you know, they let him believe that he was not going to be like a, a 
strong lead character in this thing. So, um, and once they put all the filming together, he realized, you know, when he saw the movie that they made him a much more prominent character. And it's hysterical that how much the vampires just love this guy. Now, this guy is an IT guy. He's a software engineer. Um, He's, you probably wouldn't look at him twice in, if you ran across this guy in real life. And these guys just, just think Stu is the bomb. Stu had not played a primary acting role in a movie prior to appearing in this one. He was an extra in Boy, 2010. Stu was a part-time business analyst for a Wellington company, Landworks, L-A-N, capital W-O-R-X. He was hired for the film under the impression that he would be working on computers and that he would play a small part in the film. So when he says, when they ask him, because when they discover him at the ball that he is human, they were arguing with Viago and Deacon and Nick as to why they shouldn't attack him right then and there. He could be a vampire hunter. And they're like, no, this guy, no, he's wearing a bow tie. And so they're like, Stu, tell him what you do. And he says... He starts talking, and he says that he worked for um, kind of a, like a landscape, a geographical computer company. So he was really working for that company. So he was just actually describing the company he was working for. That's pretty funny. That is very funny. The uh, you know, know that Taika Waititi based his performance on his mother, <laughs> 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 and Jermaine Clement based his on Gary Oldman and from Brandstarker. We cut move into that, but he based it on his mom. The Viago type character, and I don't know if they call him, I think they call him slightly different names. Deacon is the same, but I think the other two have slightly different names in the short. And Taika Watiti's performance is markedly different in the short than it is in the full, full-length feature movie. Um, and I think it's a better choice because he's so... I don't want to say naive because he's not naive, but he's just kind of got this look that you makes you feel for his, his discomfort when he's uncomfortable in certain situations or his glee when he's happy about something. And, you know, he's always kind of like looming in the foreground, even when something else is going on in the background, trying to connect with the, it's, the documentary crew. And Viago, to me, comes off like he's a 13 or a 14-year-old trapped in a man's body. <laughs> And it, and it <laughs> he's doing the thing with the mirror. Ooh, yes. floating teeth. Yes. So things. So it, it it kind of kind of like he portrayed himself as he was. Um, I mean, in, in those in those days when he they, he might have been referred to as like a Nancy boy or something like that, like effeminate maybe well, because he's a dandy. He just like yeah, dressing up. Yeah, dressing exactly. Well. Uh, and and he was so different from the other from Deacon and Via, and Vladislav or Vlad because they were like they were manly men, mm-hmm. you know. I'm gonna you are I'm gonna kick your ass and I'm gonna torture people. And he's like, don't get blood. And, and yeah. it was such it was so different. And then when well, Nick three hundred years in, makes a difference. No, yeah, but but still, but it was you think that he would at that point he would have changed because he is now has the ability and the strength to become manly, for lack of a better word, even though he's not really manly. He's vampirely. Yeah, vampirely. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, that's 
That's good. And then you've got you've kind of construct contrasting that to Nick, who's like two, three month old vampire. Yeah. And acting like an eighteen year old. Acting well, acting just like get that college kid and 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 running around going, "I'm Twilight, I'm Twilight," but for some reason likes to wear the same jackets as uh, Deacon, which pisses Deacon off. Of all the things to be upset about, the fact that another vampire is wearing <laughs> a, a jacket that you like, that they were actually getting along with, they actually liked each other. Yeah, they were actually getting into the the uh, where there might have been four of them living together. Well. Well, there were four of them living together, if you count Peter. Yes, excuse right? me. Five of them living together. Well, I think the thing with De- Deacon, um, it, you look at this dynamic, okay? If you look at it like siblings, okay? You've got Vlad, who's the, the eldest. Okay. Um, among the, the those three. Vla- uh, so Vlad is kind of, I wouldn't say de facto leader, but he certainly acts like it. And then you've got Viago, who's your middle child, who's most middle child are, are trying to be the negotiator because they're kind of in the middle. So they're people pleasers. So that that's Viago to the T. And then you have Deacon, who's the baby. Right. And he's now you've got this. everything. Yeah. Payton, this is about me. He's very selfish. Um, he tries to be a little bit more of a rebel, you know, that kind of a thing. So now you've got this new guy. So Deacon immediately feels jealous because he's not the baby anymore, right? And the fact that he was he was made to be a vampire by Peter, who was his creator, Deacon. Because when you, that's one of the funny things is when you meet Deacon and Deacon tells the story of how he became a vampire, it was Peter who turned him. And he tells this long story about how he attacked him and, and, you know, it's just like this horrible, gruesome story about getting his blood drained and then having to drink the blood. And then he ends the story with, and we've been friends ever since. Yes. The, yeah. Like we said, the writing in this is really, really, really good. And I don't know how much of it's writing and how much of it is improv, but we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll credit it to the writing. Well, they have been, uh, Clements and Watiti have been working on this act for a very long time. I was listening to... Nine years. It took them nine years from inception to right on the film. So before they actually made it into a short, they were they would use this as kind of playing around because Jermaine Clements would do a Dracula stand-up as part of improv or trying to do stand-up comedy. So um, Taika would be in the in the audience as another vampire. So when Jermaine Clements would tell the joke, he'd say, oh, you told that joke before. It's not funny. Oh, that's great. <laughs> he'd be like this heckling him as a vampire that's with a great. vampire on stage. So they've been going back and forth on this for a long time. That's really good. Let's take a break. Okay. Wait, wait, please. Please don't skip. Don't skip. G'day, listener of the podcast. This promo is interrupting. I'm Chad. The host of the Cheers Big Ears podcast, and I can already hear you ask, what is Cheers Big Ears about? It's adult beverages and not so adult conversation. Each episode, myself, a co-host, and sometimes a guest have some alcoholic beverages, and we we talk about everything and nothing and, and something. We talk movies, life, things we love, things we hate, and a ton of other stuff that I I really at the moment can't remember. It's a conversation while getting drunk. Hey, it's a it's a drunk conversation. 
And now we do movie drunken terries. They are movie audio commentaries like you get on a DVD or your Blu-ray. Only drunk and far less professional. So far we've done Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and The Karate Kid, which is my favourite one so far, with many more to come. So why not give Cheers Big Ears a listen? It's fun, it's silly, it's sometimes serious, but it's always drunk. Every episode is on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, not Google Play. That's a, that's a story for another day. And you can find our any social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where you can follow us. So give us a listen. You won't regret it. Okay. You probably will. Cheers. Okay. Let's talk about the beast. Oh, do they tease the beast? They always tease the beast through this thing. Um, <laughs> I honestly had it in my skull that this was just going to be some hideous monster, some from the warp that was just evil incarnate, and it it was it was a woman. <sighs> <laughs> the beast ended up being his ex-girlfriend. His ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Which Throughout. Oh my god, when I when I found that out, I was like that that could not have been a better setup for <laughs> cuz they set it up for like 75 minutes. Oh, throughout the whole movie, you meet him and he talks about the beast and how he's struggled with the beast and is grappling with the beast and I hope you never meet the beast just continues going on and on and on and it's kind of heightening your curiosity about what this thing could possibly be and then it reveals that it's his ex-girlfriend well they threw you some red herrings too because they had him talking about it while he was had drawn showing you some pictures that he had drawn do you remember that i don't and it was like just some something out of like dungeons and dragons fiend folio it was just crazy picture like what the what the fuck is he actually talking it's crazy what is it and then she looked like you know (laughs) <laughs> she looked like, you know, kind of a mixture of Columbia and Magenta from Rocky Heart Picture Shows, which she, she looked like. She looked like Carol Kane from Scrooged <laughs> <laughs> with the outfit she had on, but it was a great setup and an even better payoff. Yeah, and he gets, when he finds out, because he is all excited for this unholy masquerade which is their that annual ball and he was very excited about it and he thought he was going to be the guest of honor and when he finds out that the beast is the guest of honor he does the whole gary oldman dracula thing where he is just drained of his power so he's looking old and white and pallored and <laughs> leave me alone to do my dark bidding on the internet on the internet yes what are you bidding on a table <laughs> Uh, another well-written line, even though I didn't see that coming in. <laughs> so I love the scene where Stu is introducing them to new technology. So they're getting cell phones and they're texting each other. Uh, and the, text, the text that he gets, there's a crucifix behind you. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And showing him Facebook and they said, yes, yeah, so you could look at her pictures or you could message her or you could poke her and blah. <laughs> Since Vlad's name is Vlad the Poker, because that's what he would do instead of Vlad the making a joke off Vlad the Impaler, he look on his face. Like, oh yes, let's oh do that. yes, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty fun to be around to see uh, three guys that have been around for over three hundred years finally find out what Facebook is. Right. I wonder. I wonder if they would post stuff and it would get them put in Facebook jail too. Uh, I'm sorry, not getting the reference. 
Never heard of somebody getting put in Facebook jail? You mean just being blocked or? Facebook will kick you off for 30 days if you post something that they find offensive. Oh, yeah. Or you seem too spammy and yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, you post pictures of people getting killed or, or something that they deem inappropriate. Well, you, I mean, that would be I, I'm inappropriate. Pretty, I'm pretty sure that vampires would probably post some shit that would get them put <laughs> in Facebook jail. Well, you know, I had met a social media expert uh, for a past job that I had um, and we were doing a basically like a conference for our clients and she was speaking and she was talking about Twitter and she's like, if you don't really feel like tweeting, you could always twatch. So that's probably more what they're doing. There you go. That was a really, uh, that was a fun scene. It was legitimately stew. It was a montage. It was like an eighties, uh, training montage or an eighties fixer upper montage. And just one after another of look at this, look at this, what you can do. It's a phone. Oh, you can do this. You can do it. And they're just like in awe of what's going yeah. on. And Vlad's learning how to do selfies. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I had a little bit of a problem with, but we'll get to that in the, I have questions. Section. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, the other, like the, the two big emotional points are actually three big emotional points in this film are, are, are this, and I'm, I'm going to hopefully do them in order. Um, one is the vampire hunter does break into the flat um, and comes in through the basement where um, Peter has his crypt. And in order to protect the rest of the vampire, I don't know, what do you call it, a vampire coven? What do you call a group of vampires? Uh, which covens or witches? Um, flock of seagulls? No, that's a band. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, I thought vampires were. I, I don't know. I don't. I haven't watched enough of them to know a pride. Yeah. A pride of, of vampires. A pride of vampires. I don't know. A murder of vampires. Congress. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, so he, to, in order to protect the other vampires, um, Vlad goes after the the. The vampire hunter um, steps into sunlight and catches on fire. So the flatmates are all very upset. Um, and when Nick comes over, he identifies the guy as the guy who identified himself as a vampire hunter. So now they're all mad at Nick. So Deacon is understandably pissed and as we said before, it tries to kill him and they're making a bunch of noise. So the fire, the noise, the smell of uh, Peter burning catches the attention of the neighbors. And when, when they hear that, when they, when they hear him burning, they open the door and they close the door and it's like a double take. They're like, do we, do we, what do we do? Do we look like, yeah. oh, close the door. Yep. He's really, he's really burning. Vlad's, Vlad's yeah. trying to grab get, like a glass out, of water and throw it on get him. Get out of the light. <laughs> Peter, get out of the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the police get called. So the police get called um, mid fight. So you've got Nick up in the air in the corner. Deacon lunging after him, Vlad grabbing him by his feet to prevent him from killing Nick. And the police are at the door. So Viago answers the door and they're like, well, do you mind if we take a look around? We just want to make sure everything's fine. 
So she's like, why don't we go upstairs? And they're like, what does that smell? Viago goes, barbecue. So that's kind of gross funny, but it's yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of gross funny in blood in this. Um, so he hypnotizes the police officers and he's not very good at it. So he's very scared that they're going to come out of it at any time. That they are not going to see anything out of the normal. So as they're going around and you think they're starting to see what they're not, what the vampires don't want them to see, they just start pointing out where they don't have, uh, where they have fire risks. They don't have smoke alarms. No smoke detectors. There's gas underneath the electrical panel. Things like that. And the best line out of that scene is Deacon's like, why don't we just kill them? And Vlad's like, well, let's, let's wait, wait, let's see. Let's get a few more safety tips and then we'll figure it out. <laughs> A group of vampires has variously been called a clutch, brood, coven, pack, or clan. Ah. Uh, coven has been used as a collective noun, a collective noun for vampires. Um, it has also been called a house of vampires. So you were right with coven. Hmm. Okay, cool. See, I thought it was called house cards, but it's just me. House of vampires, and there's a club name for you. Fleetwood Mac Sex Pants. Well, that's a band name. Yeah, taken. Taken. Then the um, the pretty much the point of the story, all of this comes around to the fact that Viago has been in love with this woman for seventy years, long time. Mm-hmm. And you don't really realize. I didn't realize who he was looking up the window into. Oh, you didn't realize that? No, no, I didn't. Well, I, I just did. thought it was well good for you. <laughs> um. <laughs> the uh, what so, are you stupid? So the movie basically ends the f- now that he's gone and he's taken this eighty-year-old, ninety-year-old woman, turned her into a vampire. So he's like in his twenties, perpetually. She's in her nineties, perpetually. <laughs> they say something about the age difference. And yeah. he's like, I don't care like, if she's too young for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. I don't care if she's too young for me. <laughs> So, um, and, then, and so it's it's a love story, a lot like Deadpool. <sighs> Always with the Deadpool. No, the first time I've mentioned Deadpool on, oh, this, show. on this show. Yeah, well, there you go. I only have I only get to do it forty nine more times this week. <laughs> it is it, this movie is is a love story about three guys and their chore list and their chore wheel. Their chore wheel. Yeah, so I, there's there's just a, a lot of good, but a lot of dark. It, it's just, it captures it so well. And I think the fact that, because I, I don't think there's there's too much of a, a leap between British humor and New Zealand humor. Mm-mm. So it's got that very dark, twisted quality to it. In fact, before Taika Waititi started this film with Jermaine Clemens. He was working on the script for Moana. Yeah, that's dark and weird. Well, he was he did the first draft and then he realized that he was bored. He he fa- he knew that there were two things that he wanted from from that. Is one is he knew he wanted that the Pacific Islanders to be rep- represented in a way 
that was respectful to Pacific Islanders. And so he did want his voice in there as a native New Zealander. But he found that Disney was erring on the side of being too respectful. And he knows that people of the islands tend to have a more twisted, deep sense of humor. So he was kind of, that's what, why he was getting bored with it. It wasn't him. And, you know, and you can tell by how he directed Thor Ragnarok, this film, that, you know, what his style is, is more like. It's a little, that quirky, weird, twisted kind of humor. Yeah. He's got a couple other movies that he's worked on. Oh, he did uh, Jojo Rabbit as well. Jojo Rabbit. Which I still want to see. There's also one called Shark and Eagle, which I want to see as well. It's a New Zealand film. No. I, I, no. It's it's supposed to be extremely good. It was made in New Zealand. So was so was what we do in the shadows. No. Yes. No. It was funded by Kickstarter, <laughs> which is the United States. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I've never I never heard of it. I heard of uh what is it? Lava Boy and Shark Girl. I heard of that one. No, it's not Lava Boy and Shark Girl. Oh, so it's, it's Eagle versus Shark is what it is. And it's um it's got Jermaine Clemens. Well, as, Shark all day long is going to win. <laughs> Eagles can't swim. <laughs> I mean, what is that, a three-minute movie? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> all right. See you next week, folks. <laughs> so what trivia you got for me, buddy? Um, I don't have a ton of it. Uh, we're, we're Wolves. We're Wolves is in production. Is it? It's a sequel, yes. I know. I had heard that the working title originally was What We Do in the Moonlight, and then it went to Werewolves. But what I had read was that this is kind of an ongoing thing that never is going to happen because they just don't have time to do it. Um, so it would be, it's kind of like the Tucker and Dale sequel. It's just. Interesting idea, but not happening. A follow-up so, movie titled Werewolves is currently in development. Also a mockumentary. This movie follows a group of werewolves living in modern-day Wellington, New Zealand. Awesome. They great. are getting a lot of mileage off this thing. Well, it's really good. They should it is They good. should be getting a lot of mileage off of this right. thing. Because in New Zealand, they have the TV show, and I don't know if it's still in production, um, Wellington Paranormal, which features the two cops. Um, going around Wellington and finding all sorts of ghosts and demons and zombies and whatnot. Running into stuff. You know that the exterior shots of the house mm-hmm. are Peter Jackson's old office. Oh, really? Yeah. And the hill where they have the run-in with the werewolves uh-huh. is the same hill in uh, the Fellowship of the Ring where uh, the hobbits are being chased by the... I can't remember what they're called. The the knights, the dead knights on the horses. And they hide under the, the log. The ring wraiths? They're not. Yeah, wraiths, yeah. I don't know if they're called ring wraiths, but you, you're probably better than I am on that. Uh, not really, because I'm not exactly a lord of the rings. Well, you should be. They are phenomenal. Have you coat. seen them all? Um, <laughs> how do I answer this? <laughs> I, I saw Lord of the Rings, the first one. Okay. I don't 
What's the second one? Return of the King or is that the, the last? The Two Towers. The Two Towers. Return of the King is the third one. You, I haven't seen it collectively. You haven't seen them. No, no, I, no, have. I have, I have, I have. They're going on the no! list. No! <laughs> They're going on the list. No. <laughs> this I think was, I've seen Return of the King. I don't remember The Two Towers that much. This was one of the most heavily pirated films of 2014. The, what We Do in the Shadows? Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. Makes sense because it was hard to get. I can see that. It wasn't, it wasn't in a massive release. Um... There's really not a lot more to... Uh, they, they were only able to bring screenings of the film to the United States after a successful Kickstarter fundraising campaign. Yeah, so it was very limited it was, release. It was, it was very, very limited release. Oh, this, was, this one I found interesting. Peter's character was conceived as devoid of personality. Yeah, right? okay. Um, but the unscripted scenes of the actor in the makeup mm-hmm. were so expensive that they needed to do something to capitalize on that cost. So they started doing stupid shit like where he in the scene where he's listening to the music and things like that to give him a personality so that you actually were a little bit disappointed when he died. Yeah, you, there's there's some stake there in, yeah. in that character yeah. and why they why they feel so strongly about him. Yeah. So um I mean that's that's kind of it. Uh, there's not a there's not a lot to it. I mean we we kind of covered a, a lot of it. Um in our in our in our wrap up there. So the one of the reasons that we you wanted you picked this movie is so that we could start watching the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um and I um Taika Waititi is a producer on that and I believe Jermaine Clements also has a hand in it. They would have to be since they yeah. wrote it, you would think. So I was a little unsure because the this version of it is set in um, the vampires live in Staten Island, so it's New York based. Um, so I wasn't quite sure because I sometimes feel like we we do rip a lot off from the Brits, um, and and other company uh, companies. Goddamn, um, other countries. So I wasn't quite sure how they would do this. So I wasn't quite sure. I didn't know if I, this is something I wanted to see. Now, knowing that Taika Waititi is part of this, I'm a little bit more reassured. So I watched a little bit on the show and some of its characters. And I think it's really clever how they handle a lot of things. Like one of the vampires in this particular um, iteration as, as the TV show is an energy vampire. So he can walk around during the day. Oh, I thought you were going to say he drinks Red Bulls. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I know. <laughs> good. That's a good one. Um, no, he's, he's, a, he's, able to, he's able to walk around in sunlight. He works in an office, and that's where he feeds. So basically, it's either boring someone to death or pissing them off. So it shows him kind of telling these mundane stories to all his co-workers or standing by someone who's trying to do some work in a cubicle and he's just like, mm, so he doesn't actually, on a pencil sharpener. So he doesn't actually kill people. He, he feeds off their... He feeds off their negative energy. Oh, yeah. that's hysterical. Yeah. So he, de- he depletes, 
definitely is part of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other one of the other things that they were introducing that character is he is he said I am one of the only vampires that can drain another vampire. So it shows him kind of standing outside of the living room where the other vampires have congregated, and one of the vampires is just nodded off. And one of the other vampires goes, he gets more strong every day. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to give that a whirl. We'll have to watch that and see if it's so, any good. Uh, yeah, and they have a ton of guest stars on this. Of course they do. And like I think they've had uh, Tilda Swinton. Who's that? You know who Tilda Swinton is. <laughs> um you know what? After after the dead won't die, I yeah. I choose to know who. <laughs> I choose to not know who Tilda Swinton is anymore. Um, Nick Kroll. Uh, I don't know who. They call him Ruxin. They don't call him Ruxin in this. They should. Of uh, and uh, in the next season, Mark Hamill will be in part of the cast. He's gonna tear some shit up with his lightsaber. <laughs> yes, Jedi vampire. Badass would that be? <laughs> Star Wars Episode Ten: The Vampires. <laughs> All right. So, box office. Tell me about the box office for this. Not very good. It made money though. It did. It had a one point six million dollar budget, which is, let me see, uh, one point. Five six five million more than Velocipaster. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to see tomorrow night. One, one, oh Jesus! Please lubricate me up a lot before we watch this pile of garbage. All right. Uh, it made domestically. It made three point four six nine million. Okay. Which is not very good, but it's more than brain candy. Worldwide, it made six point nine seven nine million, which is, I mean, you know, for a film that doesn't get heralded mm-hmm. by the production company and by commercials every thirty seconds, and and my example is Black Widow, okay. right? Black Widow, I've said it a dozen dozen times. Stop! I'm going. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to sell me on Black Widow. We, anybody who watches Marvel movies is waiting for Black Widow. This is a movie that needed some 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 hype, some publicity, some type of commercials somewhere. Right. I did not even know this movie was a thing until like two years after it was out, and I hear people talking on podcasts about it. And I'm like, what a pop! I've never even heard of it. How good can that movie be? I, I I wonder what it would be like if it had been promoted the way it would. But I mean, hey, you spend. If I had $1.5 million and I invested it and a year later I had $7 million, mm-hmm. I'll take it all day long. Well, I think right now, too, it's kind of, it was obviously it was huge in New Zealand and the town of Wellington completely embraced this movie. They had, um, yeah, now they had finally had proof about who was killing them. <laughs> no, they, they had the characters, um, uh, do tourism. Reels and videos and um, the dating. There's a dating app that that's used in New Zealand, and yeah, they had I, Viago as a spokesperson for that. Can I read that real quick? Sure. All right. So one of the portraits of Viago shown in the film identifies him as a count, and some sources, including Wikipedia, list Viago's full name as Viago von Blitzenberg. 
but they did a promotional video in New Zealand for a dating site called Find Someone, which is a sister company to Farmers Only. His his name is given as Viago Gon Gro excuse me, Viago von Grossenheimen. <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking perfect. It, which is, you know, virgins, which is hysterical. Right. So in the trial episode of the TV series, What We Do in the Shadows, Viago introduces himself as Viago von Dorna Schmarten Schieden Heimberg. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I would like to see. You said you've seen the the promotional thing for the dating site. I'd like to see that. But yeah, that's that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, they had a Wellington. I've seen a couple of the Wellington promotional videos for the city of Wellington. Uh, the other thing that they did is to promote the film. They took the W down from because Wellington is. Um, in a very windy part of New Zealand. The city is basically kind of surrounded by water. So there is a sign at the Wellington... As is most of New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a sign at the airport that's like this windy Wellington sign. It's Wellington and then it's got these uh, flourishes coming off of it like wind. Okay. So they took the W off of it and they put a red V, Wellington. Nice. To promote the movie. Nice. And so they really do embrace this thing. To kind of go back what you said about the the TV show, uh, what we do in the shadows, I was listening to an interview with the producer, one of the director's producers, and Taika Waititi. Um, I want to say it was Pete Collins or something like that. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on his name. Um, but they, it was a variety interview with them. And he basically, Taika Waititi basically said, this is the same universe. So it's very, very likely that you may see them kind of pop in and out if well, that's probable. Apparently he was in already been in an episode, so yeah. that makes sense. So they're going to try to maybe bring in some of those other people, the werewolves. So it's a, it's a nice fluid universe for them to be living in. Nice. I like it. What uh, what were your three favorite moments of the movie? You know, the first moment that made me laugh out loud, and again, this is like taking something that don't you steal my moment? People, you know, people romanticize vampires and then put them in these situations that are mundane. Is when the first thing you hear is the alarm clock. <laughs> And you see his hand come out of the coffin. That some bitch hits snooze. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. I think I looked at you and I went, "Oh shit, here we go." <laughs> I thought that was beautiful. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was that was really yeah. smart. Oh yeah, super super smart. Um, I liked. Uh, just just trying to think. I love how enamored all the vampires are with Stu. They just love him. And they have this, there's this one scene where all three of them are sitting on a couch and they're talking about, you know, even Stu looks delicious with his, you know, little red apple cheeks and they really wanted to eat him that they're, they're not going to eat him. They're, they're not going, they like Stu. Stu's a good guy. Deacon's even like knitting him a scarf. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. That was so great. So that, that was, that was really 
probably one of one of my favorite moments. There's just I there's it's just the little things that I really like in this movie that you just pick up later that I think it are, is so brilliant about this film. So basically what you're saying is you don't have a third one because, again, you didn't write down your favorites. <laughs> Give me a break. No. <laughs> write down your goddamn favorite parts of the movie. I have to do so much work for this damn thing. All right. What? <laughs> All right. I'll remember that when I'm sitting in here in the next day <laughs> editing. Uh, my third favorite part was when he was talking about how the day starts. When he mm-hmm. gets up yeah. and he has to open the curtains real easy because the sun might still be up. <laughs> you know, they have these things called sunrise and sunset tables now that you can use to make sure that the fucking sun's not up. <laughs> My second part was when you're first meeting uh, Vlad and he goes, uh, you know, he was Vlad the Impaler. I like to poke people. I'm called Vlad. To poke people with the, with the poker. Hot pokers. <laughs> Had the poker like like he had come up with something brilliant <laughs> in calling himself Vlad the poker. My favorite joke of this movie was when they were going to go to the Cathedral of Despair, and when they showed the outside shot, it said Victoria Bowling Club. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny, but I guess it's because when you go to a bowling alley, even though I love to bowl, it's just like kind of a miserable place. You know, it's like dirty and sticky and everybody there is overweight and drunk. I loved the the little detail of the zombie, you know, that one zombie that's talking to Stu yes. and he's talking about how he hates the typical zombies that they put their arms up and they're... Uh, the, but then there's part that scene where he starts to suspect that Stu is human. And Stu kind of clumsily excuses himself and walks away. And the zombie's sniffing and he goes to walk after him and instinctually puts his arms up and then gets pissed at himself that he did it and puts his arms down real quick. Yes, that was very good. Do <laughs> um, you have any questions? Uh, I'm I, not sure if I have questions. I do have parts of the film that I didn't particularly like. Do, do you have any of those? Oh, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that would be one of my questions, actually. Okay. I liked, I did like how they took all of the lore of vampires and put it in there. Right. But then they kind of ignored the lore when they wanted to. Because like, they had to, yeah. Well, no, not not, not because they had to. They, di- they didn't have to. They didn't... You could have... Ha- you know what would have been funnier to... Okay, uh, vampires can't touch... The- silver is bad for them. It's like, le- it's like uh, you know, for werewolves. It burns. Silver, it burns them. But if you kill, kill... You know, it's a wooden stake or a silver sword. sword it through the heart will kill a vampire. Um, you know, little things like that. You know, the sunlight and blah, 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 blah. Wooden stakes. The uh, not being... Not having a reflection. For a vampire. Right. But vampires also cannot be photographed in lore. Right. It would have been funnier to me if they'd have been taking selfies and had nothing there. Right. But then they wouldn't show on the film for the documentary. I, I understand that. But they should have explained that or, you know what I mean? Right. Some, something. I, I, I thought, um, <laughs> the, you know what? Them getting dressed and drawing it for each other, that, was, that had to be like, that's my honorable mention from one of my favorite parts. Yeah, it's pretty um, funny. I didn't really have anything that I didn't like. Re- really, I mean, there was not. It, 
I I thought the reveal of the beast was pretty funny, but that part where she's kind of becoming the antagonist at the unholy masquerade, um, and you started feeling that tension because you weren't sure if they were going to hurt Stu or yeah. not. Um, was tension filled, but I I got bored with her really quick. Yeah, she was, but I mean, she was she wasn't developed. She was very one dimensional. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to get bored with her very quick because she wasn't in it very much. Yeah, I know, but I just I I didn't fi- like okay, uh, funny reveal. The rest of it just I I, I kind of felt let down by what that reveal was funny, but it wasn't funny enough for me to to be. I cannot argue with you. You know, to me, it might have been funnier if they'd have revealed that it was her. Right, and then found out that he was actually the problem in the relationship, and not her. She like, was a sweetheart. She was, she was just a great person, and he was just a total douche. Or that something. would have been awesome. That would have been great. That would have been really great. Um, I did not like, um, and for, I think merely for reasons that the the special effects were not as good as as some some of the special effects in the rest of the film. The werewolf scene. I think you you didn't have to show the werewolves as much as you did. It's almost as don't show the monster and it's more scary. Good, good, um, fair enough. So I I wasn't I was like okay let's let's get this part over with because they look ridiculous. They did, and was, not in really, a good way. You know, I laugh my ass off every time they turned into a bat because you could tell that it was a a stuffed puppet. On strings, you could tell. You couldn't see the strings, but you're just like, "Oh my god, come on!" I love it when Deacon tries to land. And he hits the car, and the alarm starts going off. Oh, that was good. That was, oh no, he when he uh, he hit the power lines, the power lines, and then he then he fell on the car. Yeah, that was that was pretty. That was that was good. Um, and 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 as you might suspect, the the part that I don't think most people like is you've got it, it's funny. It's it's definitely. Um, dark humor when the police show up at the carnage that occurred because of the werewolves there's this border collie and they're like oh it's this dog it's a wild dog and the dog's looking at him waving you know wagging his tail and you know he's going to get put to sleep so that was a little I mean it was there it was there to be funny but you know poor puppy I think that um, those police officers their crime solving skills were on par with the people from Gone Girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they probably were a tad bit better than the people from God Girl. Uh, I would agree with that 100%. Um, okay. So, questions. I Because this was so, again, like Gone Girl, off the walls bonkers for me, I'm not sure if I had any questions. And the questions that I did have were quasi-addressed for me when I watched the short so they may be the same questions you have, though. So, but this this is the movie that even though I have a couple of questions, right? I, I suspend my disbelief and I just let them slide because they're not they're not trying to be realistic, right? You know what I mean? It would have been hard for me to for the things that I let go in this movie let go in something like Gone Girl because I feel like they're trying to portray realism, right? You know, this is total horseshit from the beginning. They're just <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just they're just trying to have fun, right? And I think they they succeeded. Uh, um, over the stars, just really well. Well, one of the questions that we did have is like, okay, if they're standing in front of the mirror and they're still wearing clothes, then why can't they at least see the clothes, right? Yes. Uh, and that question was actually asked in the short. And they're talking to Deacon, and Deacon's like, why can't we see the clothes? He's like, I, I don't know. He's like, and the same question was asked, is like, where do our clothes go when we turn into bats? 
I don't know. But what I think is funny is you've got vampires who can turn into bats and then turn back into themselves and their clothes are fine and the poor freaking werewolves have to buy clothes all the time or wear stretchy pants because right i had never I, you know what as <laughs> as much fun as i make a stuff and, and as technical i am on stuff sometimes i never even considered what happens to their clothes when they turn into bats right that's and they caught that, like those you know what? The- Hold on, I got, I got to take a break. I, my mind is just reeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing in the short is like they kind of address those crazy things, but they never really give an explanation for it. Like, well, we don't know. I like it. Yeah, that, that that's good. And you know what? Again, I can let it go mm. because <laughs> because if they had made their clothes being able to see in the in the mirror, we would not have had that wonderful scene where they were all trying to draw to each other. What they looked like, or they're like putting the clothes so together, like good. and made it like walk yes. down the hall yes. so they could see so what they looked like. So good. <laughs> so, um, would you watch it again? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would I, think. I think we have to. I think there's a lot of Easter eggs in there that we just did not catch the first time around. I and am putting this in my shopping cart, my wish list on Amazon for Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I, that's how much I liked it. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was really good. It was just really definitely. Really entertaining. Right and I, my alley. I, I get the feeling that this is one of those movies that you could watch multiple times mm-hmm. and catch something every time. Yeah. So and, and 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 enjoy it for the stuff that you knew, and then get even more enjoyment out of it because of those things. Fantastic. Agreed. All right. All right. What am I watching? Well, the next thing we watch. Um, I'm not choosing, you're not choosing, actually, Joe and Amy from One Movie Punch have chosen it for us. Oh. And we yes. will be watching. Ernest Saves Christmas. No. Mm. One Cut of the Dead. One Cut of the Dead. Yes. All right. Zombies, subtitles. You're going to love it. Why do you say I'm not, I'm not, why, why would you act like I'm not going to love it, like it? I don't know. I'm not acting like you're going to love it or going to hate it or anything particularly. <laughs> God, I need a glass fall, of wine. Fall off the fence much there? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Nope, just hanging on it. Buy right. my jacket. So, um, awesome. One Cut of the Dead. Uh, yes. If you have the opportunity, I don't know what kind of release it has. I know it's on Shudder. It's on Shudder. Um we is, is are it gonna, on Amazon Prime? We're going to have to download it on Amazon Prime. Um, okay. Um, we're working out. We're brokering something with with uh, with Joe right now. So, oh, we are. Yeah. Is he buying our house? No. Damn. No. I don't blame him. I wouldn't buy my house either. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so mostly because my credit score is two fourteen, but yeah. you know whatever. So they will be joining us on the next episode <laughs> to talk about that film. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've I've heard that it's. I've read quite a, cu- a ride. I've read a couple things about it, and it gets amazing, amazing reviews. So, all right. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. You will subscribe. You will review. You will tell your friends and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> You're not the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. Oh, 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 what? One. <laughs> ha, ha, ha.
So uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Honey Watch This. You can uh, also find us on Facebook. I am T5FF underscore Angel on Twitter and Marketing underscore Angel on Instagram. You can also find us on Honey you should watch this dot podbean.com. Gbishop72 on Twitter. You're not going to pimp your Instagram? Uh, well, I, I heard yeah, you open sure. one. Top five G Bishop on Instagram, and you can go there and see absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we need stew. We're you know what? Some, we're gonna, stew's going to come over here. He's going to get you You know what? Up. I want to do that stuff so much. I just don't. I never have the time. I, I don't have the time to talk to people during the day. I don't have the time to take pictures. I don't do anything interesting that people would want to see pictures of anyway. So well, We just went to Vegas, baby. You told me not to tell anybody, baby. Well, so I, I had to now wait. Now we're, we're back. <laughs> All right. So I guess I got to put some pictures up. <laughs> All right, let's go get you that glass of wine. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.